welcome back to our second day looking at 2 Corinthians uh, chapter 4 and today we'll be looking at the first two verses which hopefully you've already seen. I really hope that you find this an encouragement today. My, um, my dad was an advertising legend of the 1980s and 90s. Well, at least that's how it seemed to me. I've recently read his autobiography. And certainly if you judge a man by his car and his bank balance, he was a very successful man. And certainly in that era, advertising was flourishing. It seemed that um, a brand could sink or swim based on its reputation. Advertising was a flourishing business. Advertising had the power to create an image and a style that could transform stales and if you're anything like me when we look back on that time there are plenty of jingles that sing around in my head when I think of penguins or frosties or flake or something like that and it can be tempting for us to approach Jesus in the same way because we want to present him well we want people to be attracted to Jesus to be compelled by him we want them to enjoy our presence and and to want to be like us come and see our building come and drink our coffee come to our fantastic groups um, and look at our Instagram perfect lives look at our wonderful lives and if you would choose Jesus you too can have this amazing perfect life if you'll just say the prayer and turn up for church on a Sunday then your life too can be wonderful like ours and here in this passage that we've just read, Paul tells us of how he does not distort the word of God, but he sets forth the truth plainly. He sets forth the word of God. Here it is, the truth about Jesus. You decide what to do with it. It's not a, a slappy slogan or a feel-good catchphrase, because you're worth it or just do it, but it's the story of the holy, perfect God meeting earth, becoming man, and through his death and resurrection, touching our lives more intimately than we could imagine, to the heart of our being and to the, to the secret hidden places of our sin, where he offers forgiveness and transformation. And we need to continually remember our desperate need for him and his incredible love for us. We need to continually hold on to the truth that Jesus's holiness and glory sit alongside his humility and suffering. The truth is much more beautiful than a quick fix, easily digestible slogan version of Christianity. A version where Jesus is merely the captain of our happy, exclusive club where we present a nice, shiny, perfect life to each other while secretly drowning in our own shame and despair at this truth of our secret lives. The truth is that Jesus does not guarantee us a cruisy, happy life. We don't behave perfectly all the time just because we're Christians. We mess up, we hurt each other and we get hurt. But then we ask for forgiveness from each other and from Jesus and we prefer each other and we thank God that the Holy Spirit is in the, trans is in the process of transforming us. Life is difficult and we face many trials but God uses trials to draw us close to him and to transform us. Sometimes our faith hangs by a thread, sometimes we get lost on our faith journey. 
But the amazing thing is that whilst our fallibility is certain, God's faithfulness is just as certain. And since he doesn't change, when we're wobbly or we lose our faith, the way back is always the same, by the cross, where forgiveness and mercy and God's outstretched hands invite us to worship him and to repent. So like Paul, let us not lose heart, particularly if the fabric of life is messy and ugly for us right now, particularly if the way that we're doing church right now has caused us to drift in our faith. Don't be discouraged, but return to your faith. Return to the truth. Let's not seek our satisfaction elsewhere. Let's not be lured by the well-marketed pleasures of the world. The promises of joy and satisfaction that never fulfill. Come back to the cross and kneel at the feet of the one who suffered and bled and died and then rose again in glory so that you might know him and love him and as it says in 2 Corinthians 3, 8, with unveiled faces, contemplate the Lord's glory. How beautiful is that? Remember now the good news that brought you to your knees, that pricked your eyes with tears of longing and love for your saviour, that filled you with joy and hope as the Lord's Spirit began the incredible lifelong journey of transforming your soul ready to dwell with him for eternity. Preach the good news to yourself until it flows out of you so that by the Holy Spirit, we are a letter, you are a letter of the Lord's love to those around you.